0: Jeremiah tonight, Jeremiah chapter number 18, and uh, you you can't ever go wrong taking time in the service to call on the Lord, amen, taking time to, uh, like Brother John said, bear one another's burdens, and uh, Brother John in his prayer just a moment ago prayed for me, and uh, that means the world to me, and then... Uh, my son called me just a second ago said, Dad, can you pray with me? I said, you can pray. And he, he prayed and he prayed for me. How about that? I, I praise the Lord for that. And, uh, but uh, I think something that, that is even greater is knowing that there's one in glory right now who ever liveth to make intercession for you and me. Uh, Jesus is praying for you tonight, church. Jesus is praying for me. And uh, it's one thing for uh, another man of God to be praying for you, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, it's one thing for a family member of yours to be praying for you, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, but when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Son of Man, is calling out your name, doesn't that mean the world to you? And, uh, boy, I'm thankful that he's praying for us tonight. Ain't you, church? Amen. Jeremiah chapter number 18. And, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna do our best to not be long. I, I understand. It's the midweek service. I understand that we've got children in here. Somebody help me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, we we've got the kiddos in here with us tonight, and so uh, we, we're going to do our best not to be long. Uh, I, I'm I'm not going to give you anything too deep tonight, uh, but I, I just want to be a blessing. I, I pray, and I want to be an encouragement to you uh, out of Jeremiah chapter number eighteen. If you find your place there tonight, would you say amen? Bible tells us just these first four verses. I want you to notice verse number one. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. Say amen right here, church. So he made it again, (laughs) another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. And I just want to give you some things tonight that I found earlier this morning on the potter and the clay. You've heard a message before, I'm sure, on the potter and the clay out of Jeremiah chapter 18, but I, I want to give you some things by in, by way of introduction real quickly tonight. I, I love how it starts off and many times if you read through the book of Jeremiah, you, you see this phrase often, uh, from God, from the Lord to Jeremiah and it says there, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord. I, I believe that's good, don't you? i uh, I believe uh we need a word tonight, not from me, not from Zach Newman, not from uh Brother John, not from any man in here tonight, but we need a word from the lord jesus himself uh look i I believe that uh opinions are good many times, but then I hear people say opinions are like armpits, uh, everybody's got two, and they both stink, amen. Uh, We don't need another opinion tonight. Uh, We don't need uh, another reference. We don't need another magazine. We don't need uh, self-help tonight. Uh, Other resources, other sources, all those things have their place. But we need in 2023 at Gateway Baptist Church, we need a word from the Lord Himself tonight. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, what does he, what does he say to Jeremiah? Well, verse two, arise. He tells Jeremiah to arise. And if you begin to study Jeremiah's life out and even his ministry and what he would begin to deal with as the man of God, as the very, uh, prophet of the Lord on behalf of, uh, or to the people, you, you'll find that, uh, he didn't experience a whole lot of Success in his ministry, uh, he didn't experience a whole lot of joy in his ministry. Uh, but what he did experience was a whole lot of rejection. You remember he was uh, put into the jail. He was put in a pit. Uh, he was placed into many different things. He was persecuted. He was uh, he was rejected for what he was saying from the Lord to the people. Uh, And many times, uh, Jeremiah, I believe, no doubt, he would find himself cast down. Uh, He would find himself discouraged and and depressed and uh, not knowing what to do or what to say. As a matter of fact, you know Jeremiah, what he is known as, he is known as the weeping prophet. And it might be that he is known uh, as that other name because of all the rejection that he would face from God's chosen people, the nation of Israel, the children of Israel. And, and so you you see here that the Lord tells Jeremiah, He says, Jeremiah, even though I know you're down, I, I know that you might even be depressed in this day. I know you might be facing discouragement. Uh, You might have had some ill will towards you from my own people and your own people. Uh, and, And so even though Jeremiah, he was down, he was depressed, no doubt. He was discouraged. The Lord tells him, I've got something for you to see. I want you to get up, Jeremiah. It's time to arise. It's time to get up because I've got a plan for you. I've got something in store for you. I've got something that I want you to see and I want you to get a hold of. And might I say tonight, child of God, even though you might be here tonight and you're discouraged, even though you might be here defeated, Uh, Even though you might be here tonight and and, and friends have failed you, foes have beset you tonight, even though you uh, may not have a whole lot of money in the bank, uh, even though you might be uh, discouraged and and defeated, uh, but God still has a plan for you tonight. And He's saying, Arise, it's time to get up. It's time to rise up. And look, I believe if there's a group of people that it's high time to rise up uh, and stop sitting on the sidelines, I believe it's God's people in 2023. We need to rise up. It's time for us to take a stand. It's time for us to get up and do something about what's going on in our world today. The Lord tells Jeremiah, He says, I want you to arise and I've got something in store for you. I've got a plan for you. I've got something, Jeremiah, that I want you to see. And you know where it's going to be seen at? You know where I want you to go? I want you to take a trip down to the potter's house and see some things. Lord tells him this. Take a trip down to the potter's house to show him some things. Well, what does he see? what 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 does jeremiah come to to find out what does jeremiah see won't, won't we take a trip ourselves to the potter's house tonight for a few moments let's see maybe what jeremiah saw in this passage of scripture i want you to notice number 1 some things that jeremiah saw concerning the potter uh concerning the potter i believe the first thing he he saw and realized he he, he saw some things concerning the potter's house, the potter's place, where he was at. Verse number 2, I want you to notice it. It says, arise and, this is interesting, go down to the potter's house. Now, where was Jeremiah at? He was in Jerusalem, was he not? And, and the, the Lord tells Jeremiah, look, you're going to have to go down to the potter's house. And I... I just thought that was very interesting. So I began to study that out and began to study some things concerning ancient pottery and the Hebrew culture and how it relates to each other. And what I came to find out is that if the potter wanted anything to do with that clay, if he wanted to uh, fashion the clay and mold the clay and begin to do a work with that clay, Uh, the law stated that he would have to leave his home inside those walls of Jerusalem. He would have to go outside the walls of Jerusalem to conduct his business because of the fire of the kiln that he would use to be able to begin to mold and make that clay. It put off a distinct odor. And, and and he was not able to conduct his business inside the city of Jerusalem, but rather he would be made to leave his home place, if you will, and go outside of the gates and to be able to conduct his business if he wanted anything to do with that clay. Sounds pretty interesting, doesn't it? Sounds a whole lot like Jesus Christ, doesn't it? The Son of God, the darling Son of God who left His home place, church. He left those walls of heaven for you and I. He had to get outside of His own home to be able to come down to this wicked, sinful place. You know why He did that? You know why He left the splendors of glory? Because He wanted something to do with you and I. He, he he loved us enough because He wanted something to do with us. He has a plan in store for us. And I just want to say tonight that I sure am thankful that Jesus loved you and I enough to leave the right hand of God the Father. To be born of a, wo- a woman. To robe Himself in flesh and then go to an old rugged cross and die for my sins. He left all of that because He wanted something to do with you. He wanted something to do with me. He loved us enough to leave all of that, leave His home estate, come down to this wicked place because of an unconditional, unending, eternal love for you and I. That's the Savior. That's that's something that, that the Lord wanted Jeremiah to see and to understand is uh that the potter left his place if he wanted anything to do with that clay not only his place but i want you to notice secondly and, and we we understand what jeremiah would continue to see uh concerning the potter not only his place but his presence what what, what did what did jeremiah see well it's pretty obvious that that, uh, the Lord said, go to the potter's house and hey, you're gonna, you're gonna find the potter there. Not only did, did Jeremiah notice where the potter's house was, the fact that he had to get outside of, of Jerusalem and leave everything that he had ever known if he wanted to conduct business, but he, he noticed when he got to the potter's house that, hey, the potter's in there. Hey, the potter's present. Uh hey, the potter is is present, he's in there, and you say, Brother Zach, that's 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 pretty obvious. What do what are you what are you getting at? Well, uh sometimes you go to uh somebody's house and they ain't home. Uh, sometimes you go to uh, another potter's house and uh they're not in there. Uh but I want to say tonight that the potter that we serve, the very God of all glory, uh he's very present. He's very real and he is there. He is our very present help in a time of trouble. He did tell us he'd never leave us nor forsake us. He is very present and he is real in our lives. Not only his presence, but hey, his production. Hey, Jeremiah, you're going to notice, you're going to notice some things about his place and you're going to notice that the potter, hey, he's in there, but not only is the potter in there, hey, he's doing something. It says there, he, he wrought a work on the wheels. Uh, Jeremiah went in there to the potter's house. The potter was in there. He was present. Uh, but not only was he in there, uh, he was doing something. He was on the clock, if you will. Uh, he wasn't just chilling out. He wasn't just, uh, in the shade with a glass of pink lemonade. Everybody all right tonight? Uh, he, he was in there and he was doing something. He was in there and he was riding a work on the wheels. He was doing something. He was active. He was productive. Jeremiah saw the potter, wasn't just in there, but he was doing something. He was doing a work. And our great potter tonight, he's at work, church. He's at work in this day and in this hour. Isn't it wonderful to know uh, that God's working, that God is still moving? God is still making, God is still molding things together. Uh, look, you, you can open your eyes around here at Gateway Baptist Church and see that the Lord is still doing something. Uh, the Lord has a desire to still move. The Lord has a desire to still save souls. Somebody help me tonight. Uh, the Lord has a desire to still uh, put families back together and get families into church and into His house. Uh, The Lord still has a desire to see little kids give their life to Jesus and quote scripture and know about that King James Bible. The Lord has still is doing something. He still has a desire to see something done and He's working, He's moving, He's molding, and He's making even in this day and in this hour. He's doing something. I want you, I want to ask you tonight, uh, Where is the potter at? Do you you see the potter? Do you notice that he is present? Do you notice that he is being productive? Uh, Do you notice that he is up to something? Make no mistake about it, church, that he has a desire to do something. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven... But all that, the revival and God doing something hinges on two letters. That word, if. If we would do some things. If we'd be faithful in some things. But make no mistake about it, the Lord still desires to move and still desires to work. So we see uh, His presence and His production, His place. And uh, Jeremiah is seeing all this taking place, but... Uh, what else does he begin to see? What else does Jeremiah begin to see? Well, he not only sees some things concerning the potter, but he also sees some things concerning the clay. He sees some things concerning the clay. I want you to notice verse number 4, what it says there. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. Jeremiah sees this 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 material if you will he sees the potter he sees the potter put this clay on that wheel that he begins to mold and fashion and he uh, he he sees this clay and the potter using this clay and I can't help but but think of the fact that maybe Jeremiah begins to even have a conversation with the potter about you know what this is some very interesting material you have here Mr Potter uh where did you get this material? Uh, where did you find this clay, if you will? And, and so I, I, want, I want to give this to you real quickly tonight, the finding of the clay. The finding of the clay. And uh, it, when you begin to study uh, going back to that ancient pottery and then the Hebrew culture as it relates, uh, you'll find that the clay, uh, it was never something that was easy to get to. Uh, that that clay uh it, it was never something easy to get to but rather the the potter would have to dig down into those deep places of the earth if, if the potter wanted that that real good stuff that that stuff that he was really after he'd have to put forth some effort and dig down in those deep places in those dark places in those dirty places if you will even in those desolate places, if the potter wanted that real good stuff that he was going to be able to use, that he was going to be able to fashion. I began to think about the finding of the clay and what the potter would have to do to be able to find that clay and the effort that he would have to go through and the things that he would have to push through to be able to get to that clay. And boy, I couldn't help but think about You and I tonight, where the Lord Jesus found us as we are the clay, as we're representing the clay tonight, do you remember where you were when God found you? Do you remember uh, what type of mess your life was in before God found you and saved your soul? Uh, Do you remember uh, when, when, when you were in your worst moment in your life? when you were in your deepest day of discouragement, your most evil and wicked of days that you've ever lived, in your darkest place, in your dirtiest place in your life, God pushed through all of that muck. He pushed through all of that mire. He pushed through all of that dirt. He took His hand and He He grabbed you by the head and He lifted you up out of that muck. Lifted you up out of that mire. Because He loved you enough. He wanted to save you. He came looking for you. Do you remember that day when He took you out of that? Made you a new creature. Got you out of that dirt. Got you out of that addiction. Got you back with your wife. Got your kids back with you in your home. You remember the day where, uh, where, where God saved you, where God reached down His hand for you, even though you were in the worst of places, even though you were in the darkest of days, even in your dirt and your wickedness and your evil and your sinfulness, God still pushed through all of that because He loved you enough to save your soul. The finding of the clay. I, I, I'm thankful tonight that He came looking for me. I'm thankful tonight that uh, it did not matter my background. It did not matter how much sin I had committed. It did not matter what type of lifestyle I was living. Uh, It did not matter what type of language I even said. Uh, It didn't matter uh, what type of clothes I was wearing. The Lord loved me enough to seek me out, to grab me by the hand and save my soul so I can have eternal life with Him in heaven. glad He found me tonight. The finding of the clay, not only the finding of the clay, but I want you to notice lastly tonight concerning this clay, the failure of the clay. This is very interesting to me. I want to draw your attention to verse number 4. Now we understand by this time that the clay is no doubt is in the potter's hands. Jeremiah begins to witness this. Jeremiah, uh, he's dialed into what is taking place down there at the potter's house, and verse number four says this: "And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter." That's very interesting because if we're, if the potter is picturesque of the Lord God Almighty, uh, everything that my God touches and 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 is placed in His hand is supposed to be everything that He forms and fashions in His hand is supposed to be perfect. Isn't that right? I'd agree with you on that. That's not a trick question. <laughs> but but, but what, what Jeremiah begins to notice is that uh, the potter places this clay on the wheel and he begins to use that wheel and as that wheel begins to spin and the potter begins to fashion that clay, this clay, even though it's in the hand of the potter, even though it's in the hand of that potter, even still, it becomes marred. Now, how in the world does that take place? How in the world does that, does that happen? Uh, what was taking place here uh, to, to cause this clay to be marred even in the hand of the potter? Well, what you begin to understand as you are thinking about that clay being on that wheel and that wheel begins to spin, there are some forces that begin to take place, Right? Two forces, you you science geeks and nerds, you ought to know, that, or chemists, whatever it is, centrifugal force and centripetal force, right? Uh, I'm not going to try to explain what each of them mean, but understand this, that one of them pushes in and one of them pushes out. And as that clay is on that wheel, as that clay is beginning to spin, uh, the forces both are pushing it in and pushing it out. And if that clay is not... Mm, If that clay is not in the very center of the wheel, then it's gonna spin off that wheel. And guess what's gonna happen? It's gonna break, isn't it? Even in the hand of the great potter, even in the hand of the potter, if that clay is not in the very center of that wheel, it's gonna spin off and then it's gonna become marred. Now what in the world does that have to do with you and I? Our life is spinning. We, we're we're living—we're living a life that—I mean—it's—it's it's a fast food, fast paced society, isn't it? We're being pushed in, we're being pushed out, so much so that most of us—we've—we've we've done spun off the wheel, haven't we? We've done spun off that wheel. You know why? Because even though we're being tugged every which way, even though we're being pushed in and pushed out, and and ask this, and ask that, and tempted here, and pressured here, uh, even though all of that is taking place, we're, we're not finding ourselves in the center of the wheel. The only place that that the clay is not going to be spun off of that wheel is if it's in the very middle. If it's in the very center of the wheel. You and I tonight, look, if we're not in the center of His wheel, we too going to become marred. We're too, we too are going to break. Uh, and before we know it, we're marred even though, hey, I'm saved, no man's going to pluck me out of the hand. No man's going to pluck me out of his hands. I'm saved, I'm sealed, I'm secure. But how many of you know that uh, it don't end there as we live this life? It doesn't end there, but rather uh, the fact is, is that even after salvation we're dealing with things, ain't we? Even after salvation we're tempted here in this world. Even after salvation, there's still pressure. There's still uh, the world and the flesh and the devil walking about seeking whom he may devour. I'm glad I'm saved tonight. I can never lose my salvation. But God help me if I get out of the center of His will, and, and, and then I am going to fail. The failure of the clay, we see even, 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 even in the hand of the potter, this clay becomes marred. The reason why is it got out of the middle. Got out of the middle, become marred, even in the hands of the potter. I'm glad failure isn't final, aren't you? Failure isn't final. What else does Jeremiah see? Yeah, he sees some things about the potter. He notices some things about the clay and how it was found and how it got, how it got broken. but I'm glad that he also saw how it could be fixed. There's another thing that that Jeremiah begins to see there in verse number 4, and I just believe, simply put, it's a picture of grace. Somebody help me tonight. Verse number 4, And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, colon. So he made it again, another vessel. So he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Boy, aren't you thankful. (laughs) Aren't you thankful that even when we fail, even when we fall flat on our faces, even when we, we make a mockery of the God that we serve, even when we embarrass everybody we come into contact with, Even when we fail, even when we fought, aren't you thankful that there's a God in heaven who never gives up on His children? Aren't you thankful for second chances and third chances and fourth chances? And I'm thankful that the the potter never throws the clay away. I'm thankful that the potter never throws the clay away but he puts it back on that wheel, and he says, I'm going to make it over again until you become perfect, fine as gold. I'm going to make you over and over and over again. How many of you know about that sanctification process? That purification process? That's what begins to take place in the life of a believer. How many of you know that once you get saved, you're not a perfect Christian? Somebody help me tonight. Uh, But it takes some refining. It takes you falling flat on your face a couple times to understand that I don't have it all figured out. I don't know it all, but I'm glad that I know one who does, and I'm glad I serve one who will put me back on the wheel when I fail. I'm glad he don't throw me to the wolves. He don't throw me to the world. He don't throw me to the devil and say, I'm through with that, boy. But he says, I'm going to make you over again. I still love you, boy. I still care about you, boy. I still died for you, son. I still want you to be my son. I love you, I died for you, and you're my son. I'm thankful for second chances, church. Thankful that he doesn't throw the clay away. Thankful for the unmerited favor of the Lord that when we fought and when we fell, he still puts us back on the wheel and makes us over and over and over again. Jeremiah was able to see some things at the potter's house. He saw the potter in his place. Aren't you thankful for his presence? There's no, there's no place in this world that you and I could ever go as a child of God that, that the Lord won't be right there with us. Even in that place of uh, where, where refuge failed us, uh, the Lord's still there. He still hears our cry and he still hears our plea. And he's right there with us. He's right there with us in the fire. He's right there with us in the storm. He's very present in a time of trouble. He saw the potter in his place, he saw the potter uh, in his, his presence, and he saw the potter at work. Aren't you thankful the Lord's still doing a work, even here at Gateway Baptist Church? Even despite me and Brother John and Brother Josh, Pastor Farmer. Uh, hey, he still desires to do something, and he's been moving and he's been molding, and he's been working here at this place. I'm thankful that he's still doing a work. He not only saw the potter, but he also saw some things concerning the clay. How it had to be found and fashioned and molded. And then he saw the patience of the potter as he gave the clay a second chance. And made it over again. Jeremiah saw some things. The question is tonight, do you see what Jeremiah saw? Do you see the potter? Do you see yourself, in all of your wickedness, and all of your failures. But do you see a God of all grace who loves you enough to place you back on that wheel, even when you sin, even when you fall? Do you see that tonight? That is the question that we all need to ask ourselves. Let's all stand to our feet, every head bowed